0: Welcome to our study here on the Radio Bible Course. We're studying one of the most important epistles in the New Testament. It helps people to understand Christianity perhaps more than any other epistle. Paul wrote it because the Galatian Christians, people who had become believers during his preaching on his first missionary journey in the country which is now known as Turkey, were going back under the Jewish law, it was a threat to Christianity, and there was a great danger that the church might be divided into two branches, the Jewish church and the Christian church. That's how serious this problem was. And so Paul wrote this passionate epistle, trying to win back the Galatians to show them that his gospel of grace was that gospel which came from Jesus Christ. It was not foreign. The Jewish teachers who came to the Galatians made Paul seem like a foreigner, that he was preaching something that the other apostles did not preach. Paul was strong in grace, and he urged his helpers to be strong in grace. So his gospel is one of grace. These people were leaving grace and going back under law. So we have come here then to a very emotional uh, paragraph beginning with verse 12, and we have covered up to verse 15, and I'll commence our reading there. What has become of the satisfaction you felt? For I bear you witness that if possible you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. Have I, then, become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out, that you may make much of them. For a good purpose it is always good to be made much of, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, with whom I am again in travail, Until Christ be formed in you, I could wish to be present with you now and to change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. The gospel had brought these Galatians joy and blessing, but it apparently vanished with the coming of legalism, and it does that today. If you have believed in Jesus Christ, you know something about the joy of the Lord. You know your sins are forgiven. You know that you have eternal life and that you are a child of God, fully accepted by him, and that you and God have fellowship. With the coming of salvation, fear departed. But if you have succumbed to those people who have taught you that God wants you to live by the Ten Commandments and keep the Sabbath day and tithe your income and abstain from certain foods, then you have lost some of your joy. There is no joy in legalism. People who live by the law are critical of those who don't. They spend their time judging others. They look down their nose at others who are not living as righteously as they are living. There is no happiness in a person who's living by law. He's too busy trying to be pleasing to God by keeping laws. What does the Bible tell us about how to please God? Hebrews 11.6 is right on the mark. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, in verse 15, we have a clue about Paul's health problem. He writes, For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. He's referring to that first missionary journey. In the book of Acts, we don't read about this. But now that he is commenting about that visit, we learn perhaps he had an eye problem. Was it a diseased eye? That's a possibility, and many scholars think that this is the clue to a diseased eye. We do know that in that part of the world, there is a considerable amount of eye disease. Now, in verse 16, Paul writes, Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? What did Paul previously say that might have caused him to become their enemy? Perhaps verse 9, where he tells them that they are returning to weak and beggarly things and slavery again. People get disturbed when you tell them that if they live by law they're going back under bondage and to weak and beggarly things. They're weak and beggarly because they can't give you life. They bring you no blessing. But under grace, we are blessed abundantly. God lavishes his grace upon us. You won't find people talking about God lavishly blessing them if they're trying to live by the commandments. The commandments belong to the Jews. The new commandment belongs to Christians. And Paul felt alienated from these Galatians because he was telling them the truth. Some people don't want to hear truth. They want to hear reinforcement for their religious beliefs. They want you to tell them that their church is all right and their sacraments will help them and that the rituals in their churches are edifying. Their problem is They don't get Bible teaching in many of these churches, and they know it. And they get disturbed when you talk about the Bible as the basis of our faith, because the Bible is not the basis of many people's faith. And many people think that because their preacher reads a couple of verses from the Bible before he preaches his sermon, that they are hearing the Bible taught. It's a fact that most people including many of those in the pulpit, do not differentiate between the two religions of the Bible. The Bible is a book of two religions, not one. There's Judaism and there's Christianity. What is being preached in your church? Is it the laws of Judaism? Is it the merit system that demands obedience in order to be blessed? Does it discount the fact that God promises to bless everyone who believes in his Son apart from obedience? The latter is the grace system. God is administering his New Testament people by grace. He blesses them first, then he asks for obedience. In the Old Testament, it was just the opposite. The people of Israel were told to keep the commandments, and then they would be blessed. You won't find grace in that administration. Yes, men were saved by grace, but they lived by law. We have been saved by grace, and God instructs us to live by grace. As Paul told those Galatians in Acts chapter 13 who had followed Paul and Barnabas after the meeting of the synagogue broke up, they urged them to continue in the grace of God. Well, Paul's message was the gospel of grace. They believed it. And then Paul said, continue in the grace of God, which meant they should not be striving to make themselves acceptable to God. They ought to accept the fact that Christ is acceptable to God. And if we believe in him, then we will become acceptable to God. But not by keeping rules and regulations and adopting Jewish customs. So there was a great deal of confusion among the Galatians. They were confused about this matter. They were being taught that there's only one religion, and that's Judaism, and that if they believed in Christ, they also needed to believe and follow Moses. Now we come to verse 17. Paul writes, They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out, that you may make much of them. And verse 18, for a good purpose it is always good to be made much of, and not only when I am present with you. Now, these two passages are quite difficult. I would like to read the New International Translation, which I think puts it in plainer language. It reads, These people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us, so that you may be zealous for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good. Now, I like that, and I think it's on the mark. Those Jews who were influencing the Galatians did not want the Galatians to be free of the commandments. They wanted to make them Jewish disciples. But if you don't, they want to shut you out. Out of what? Perhaps out of Paul's influence, so the Galatians would honor those Judaizers more. And I think those Judaizers were saying, if you won't follow the laws of Moses, we're going to alienate you from ourselves also. Now, in verse 19, notice Paul's tenderness. My little children, with whom I am again in travail until Christ be formed in you. This is the only time Paul uses the expression, my little children. John uses it quite often, but not Paul. Is Paul implying here by this verse that they need to be born again? Now, I ask that facetiously, because there are some people who don't understand the salvation, nor do they understand the new birth. And somehow they think when you believe in Jesus Christ, your past sins are forgiven, which is true. But they limit it to that. And tomorrow when they sin, they somehow think they must be born again. And next week, again. The Bible talks about only one new birth. It's birth from above. It's the birth by the Spirit. And it's a birth that takes place when you trust in Jesus Christ to save you from all of your sins, not your past sins. That's a half of a gospel. And many people who think they are believing in a complete gospel are really teaching a half gospel because they are announcing to people that only their past sins have been forgiven. The Bible never limits the wonderful salvation of Jesus Christ to our past sins. When Christ died, our past sins were future, just as our future sins are future. He died for them all. He made no difference between the past and the future. And we ought not to. We ought to accept the complete salvation which Christ purchased for us. Verse 19 is not talking about salvation, It is instead talking about growing in Christ. Notice his words. I am again in travail until Christ be formed in you, formed in you. He wants them to be like Jesus Christ. And what was Jesus like? John chapter 1 expresses it as well as any passage. He was full of grace and truth. What were the Galatians being filled with? The Law of Moses. That was the message of the false teachers. In closing, I want to tell you about an exciting course on cassette tape, which is unmatched in providing biblical understanding. People who have just listened to the first tape have said, Why didn't I hear this in church? You'll find this cassette tape course a biblical treat. It's called Understanding the New Testament. You'll hear the Christian faith presented as never before, and it'll change your orientation both to God and to the Bible. This course emphasizes the distinctions between the two religions of the Bible, Judaism and Christianity. Write for information. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Caliboda reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.